A week, so they say, is a long time in politics. These days, a few hours can seem like a lifetime. But in the long sweep of a nation's history, a decade is just the blink of an eye. Ten years ago, in 2012, I produced and directed what the BBC call a landmark television series. The Story of Wales with Hugh Edwards, presented in six hours of primetime TV, the history of our nation, from 30,000 years ago to the present day. 30,000 years. It was a long journey with some epic twists and turns, and time and again, viewers reacted to the past we were bringing to life on screen by saying something like, I never knew that. They shared a sense of pride as Hugh Edwards revealed how, in century after century, Wales stood on the cutting edge of global change, leading Britain, Europe, sometimes the whole world, in innovation and practice, in industrial technology and law and education, in the struggle for the vote and for a national health service. The actor Michael Sheen has said that the story of Wales gave him the education he wished he could have got in school. At the very end of the series, we came to a clear conclusion. We are an ancient people, we proclaimed in 2012, more certain of our identity now than at any time in the past thousand years. Well, I suppose our naive confidence was forgivable. How could we have foreseen the turbulent decade we were about to live through? Edwards is the BBC's leading news presenter, the go-to anchor for coverage of major state events, a familiar nightly figure on our screens, bringing us the 10 o'clock news. And in the last 10 years, he's told us about the UK's seismic decision to leave the European Union and about a global pandemic. He's announced the resignations of three British Prime Ministers and the death of a monarch. And he's helped us understand the shifting sands of politics, the winds of change that have lifted up new leaders to the pinnacles of power, and then often blown them away again. Some time ago, when Hugh Edwards and I realised it was approaching ten years since we made the story of Wales, we began to wonder if something even more fundamental hadn't changed in Wales during this last decade. Something deeper than Brexit and Covid, something that might have consequences that were even longer lasting. Something about the way we see and understand ourselves. The result? A new television programme, a kind of update on our long history, which was broadcast this week and which is available alongside the story of Wales on the BBC iPlayer. I'll give you the details now, just. There's a good deal to absorb in our new programme, as Hugh Edwards travels the length and breadth of the country, meeting people who've experienced the changes of the last decade in a variety of different ways and who look at Wales today from very different perspectives. But in the end, I suppose, it all comes down to one simple question. Who do we think we are? If someone from the Ronda asks you, who do you think you are, 
It's a fair bet they're reckoning you're getting a bit above yourself. Rhonda people share a basic egalitarian instinct. Everyone is born equal and should be treated equally. Everybody deserves fair shares and fair dues. We don't like big heads or big wigs, people who have a sense of entitlement and superiority over their fellow human beings. But all the same, we have a very strong sense of who we are. Our identity, as psychologists and pollsters put it, is secure. We're on the people, and that speaks for itself, we tend to think. It's not until we go away from the Rhonda or meet people from elsewhere that we begin to realise how special that is. How not everybody identifies so strongly with the place they come from. They may not even think of themselves as coming from somewhere at all. The Englishman's first question on meeting a stranger, or so the cliché goes, is what do you do? For us, it's where do you come from? It's a function of history of the close bonds of a mining community. You knew your neighbours. As a small boy shopping with Mam through Dunraven Street in Tonopandi, I'd get bored and frustrated by the sheer number of people she stopped to talk to. But soon enough, I came to treasure this gregariousness, this camaraderie that seemed so natural, but was so hard won. This valley is our home, and at home, you feel at home with people. But beyond the Rhonda, where do we look for our sense of identity? Well, I think that's changed over the years, and this shifting relationship between local, national and UK-wide identities is the big question we're trying to address in our new TV programme. <laughs> When I was growing up, the final line of our address was always South Wales. We belonged to the South Wales coalfield, and we were certainly British. The television we watched so avidly, the newspapers we read, the football we followed, they were all British. But for many Rhonda people, apart from St David's Day and international rugby matches, Wales, as a distinct identity, as a unit in its own right, wasn't that important back then. As soon as they were offered the choice, most of my classmates in Porth County opted to study French, not Welsh, and too much enthusiasm for any aspect of Welsh culture, apart perhaps from Tom Jones, Shirley Bassey and Max Boyce. Well, that was seen as deeply uncool. But all of that has changed over the years. Most of my relatives, who were encouraged in the 1970s to think of Cymraeg as a dying language, have ended up with a strong relationship with Welsh, sending their children to Welsh medium schools or having a stab at learning it themselves. The Queen's death aside, Rhonda flies the Welsh dragon far more frequently and in far greater numbers than the Union Jack these days. And that process has been accelerated by the pandemic, when the Welsh Government began to take a noticeably different attitude to Covid from Boris Johnson's, and had the legal powers to enforce its different policies, Rhonda had to sit up and take notice. Wales 
is now a political reality as well as a sports team. And that further underpins the shift in people's identity which had already begun. I sometimes picture my overlapping identities as a nest of Russian dolls. I'm a Penegraig boy, a Rhonda man. I'm Welsh and, yes, British, because I share this island with my brothers and sisters, the English and the Scots. I'm European, certainly, and, if it doesn't sound too grand, it's important to me to think of myself as a citizen of the world. But if you ask me my nationality, quite straightforwardly, that's Welsh. And in saying that, I suppose, I'm now part of what polls suggest has only recently become the biggest identity group across the whole of Wales. People who describe themselves as Welsh, not British, as opposed to Welsh and British. It's a development we explore in some depth in the television programme I've been talking about. That change in the last 10 years, whether it's been brought about by Covid or Brexit or was always happening anyway, is something that's going to be a fundamental reality in Rhonda life, in Welsh life, for decades to come. So I'll ask you the question. Who do you think you are? Is Rhonda part of the answer? If so, what are you beyond that? Where do you belong? Wales, Who Do We Think We Are? with Hugh Edwards was broadcast on Monday. You can watch it on the BBC iPlayer now. And our six-part series, The Story of Wales, is available on the iPlayer too. Hugh Edwards and I would be delighted if you took the time to view them. I'm John Geraint Roberts, or just John Geraint if you're looking for my credit on the programmes. That's who I think I am, at any rate. Whoever you are, I hope you'll join me next time for John on the Romver.